A very good afternoon to you all listening on Scarif Bay Community Radio where we're coming to you live from Milltown Mall Bay at the 51st Willie Clancy Festival. You're all very welcome. My name is Dara Leamy and I'm joined by Anthony Lenhan from O'Callaghan's Mills. Anthony, you're very welcome. How's it going, Dara? Uh, it's great to be in the fabulous town of Milltown Mall Bay, isn't it? We're here today now and at least there's no rain falling down top of us and we're outside the community centre where we're hoping to have a, a word with a few people including James Morris to talk a bit about his lecture today on Garrick de Bruyne who started Cladder Records. Yes. So looking forward to that, the building here is a splendid new, well it's here a few years, it was here once before at the, the new centre, um, the new community centre, it's just a fantastic building so replacing the old hall that was here. So and, our, and musicians everywhere we look. Right, left and centre. Now we have James Morrissey here, Chairman of Tladda Records and James you're very welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio and just wondering as you launch into your lecture in a few minutes in regard to Garrick de Bruyne, Willie Clancy and Tladda Records. Garrick de Bruyne, he was certainly an interesting man. He was a very interesting man and the first time he went to any musical event or any concert was here. He came here to track down Willie Clancy, I think, at the behest of Kieran McMahona. Okay. And he travelled down with his brother Tara Brown. Tara, yeah. 
Tara was the person who died in the car crash on the King's Road in the early 1960s, after whom the song I Heard the News Today, Oh Boy, Beatles. the Beatles. Yeah. Garrett grew up in landed circumstances. I'm from Kilshima. He was from over the road in a place called Castle McGarrett from Clamoris. And and closed completely. And that's where he grew up. And he would say that's where he got his inspiration for Irish music. Here, listening to Kieran McMahona and hearing the workmen in Castle McGarrett whistling tunes. And some years later, his parents divorced. And he and Tara moved with their mother, Lady Una Guinness, to Lugalaw in County Wicklow. And there he pursued his interest in Irish music. And Jimmy O'Dea, the famous comedian, all who knew the family well, always wor worried and wondered what Garrett would do with his life. Because he had everything in terms of the material things yes he was sent off to a school in switzerland and he didn't like it so he posted a letter to him himself but allegedly written by his mother serious situation at home come home immediately so that was at the end of his time in uh, switzerland and he led that kind of a peripatetic life he knew lucian freud he knew francis bacon and then he started learning Irish music. Before he actually started, he bought a Grundig tape recorder and he wanted to go all around the country, I would say helped by Kieran McMahona. But he was more interested in listening to the music than recording it and he found the recording a distraction. So I think he, he gave that up after a while. And then he went to learn uh, the pipes from Leo Rosam. And his fellow pupil at the time was Ivor Brown, no relation, the psychiatrist. And they really felt that here is Leo Rosam. He is the last of the pipe makers and he's the last of the pipe ring teachers. And really he should not be forgotten when he passes. So they decided then that they should approach various record companies. I'm sure the companies were based in London like Decca. Yeah. And none of them had any interest. They said this is a waste of space, wouldn't do it. Seen as archaic or archaic and, and the past. And don't forget you were at the beginning of the tide of pop music. Yeah. You had Radio Luxembourg, yeah. you had all this, you had Elvis Presley, you had the Everly Brothers, you had that whole tide of pop coming across the Atlantic and coming across the Irish Sea then from, from the UK and then the show bands. So it was an uphill struggle. It was far from a fashionable thing to do. In fact, Erskine Childers, who later became a president, mm -hmm. said to Garrett Brown when he was out visiting Lugalaw at a party or whatever, he said, what are you doing? showing an interest in this fiddly diddly music really? it's of the past okay. we are a progressive country we need to look forward and not past and mm. Garrett always prided himself in recalling that comment because he felt that over many decades he proved Erskine children's to be wrong mm. there was a stigma towards it so oh there was definitely a stigma it was regarded as old-fashioned old hat it belonged to the past and well, that has changed now hasn't it dramatically and i think it's changed for a variety of different reasons and Gwailin and the great talent that is out there so garrett decided i want to further this so set up clatter records i think with a couple of hundred pounds and off they went the first album was uh, leo rosam and from there he recorded they recorded a series of albums now clatter records was probably the most chaotic business that ever exists in the world 
Garrett on one occasion went off to the Caribbean on holidays, but unfortunately he took the checkbook for the company with him, which meant that no salaries were paid, no royalties were paid for, I think, three months. So you had a lot of kind of madness going on, but then madness added to it. <laughs> and then they brought in Paddy Maloney as the manager of Clatter Records. And Paddy had a great interest in it. He was also interested in piping because he later became a pupil of the same Leo Rosen as did Lee Flynn. So it was that kind of a roller coaster thing. Now, Garrett did not spend all his time working. He spent a lot of time in the Shelburne Bar and various pubs around the place, but he went round the country meeting people. He, he was, was quite... Pune to it, and didn't he meet... Didn't he marry... Was, yes, later on, the, later on the, yes, the, uh, the Indian princess. Yeah. He dressed in traditional tweeds, and he had a chris as a belt, and iron pullovers, and long ponytail. And a lot of people actually thought that he was, when they saw him at a distance, that he was a, he was a woman. He was very distinct, so, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, very, yeah, yeah. very. When he turned up in cottages in Clare and in Connemara and in all sorts of things, who is your man? Now, the person that actually shielded him, protected him, minded him and encouraged him was Kira McMona. He was the okay. one constant. Oh, he was there, he was all like the guardian angel. Yeah. And there was a great, great relationship with him. And a lot of that, and interesting enough, the Willie Clancy Pipering albums that I'm going to talk about today emerged from tapes that he, Kieran McMahon, had recorded with Radio Airn. And so Willie Clancy never recorded specifically for Clada. The tapes were procured under license from RTE, and that's what we have, the two, the two uh, sets of There are some lovely letters from uh, Willie Clancy's widow, but there's one famous line in one of the letters where Seamus Ennis was having tea one morning with Willie Clancy at home in Willie Clancy's house, and uh, Willie Clancy criticised Seamus Ennis and said, you're stirring the tea the wrong way. And Seamus said, what do you mean by that? Well, you're stirring it in an anti-clockwise direction. Oh. And by doing that, you're unsweetening it. So <laughs> get a speed up, a bit of speed up, you know, and go the other direction, because that'll bring the sweet, sweetness back and remember that. So there were all sorts of anecdotes like that. So it was as much a way of life for Garrett to be involved in this. But I think what's very interesting from the files and archives, which we're still going through, is that... You had pockets of music. You had pockets of music in Mayo, my home county. You had pockets of music in Donegal. You had pockets, pockets, pockets. And, and all different styles too. all different styles yeah. because to go from Donegal, say, to Mayo, that was a big event for anybody. So the music of the area was the music of the area and it was very rarely shared. And it was unique to the area and too. It was unique to, and that's where Kieran McMahon and Seamus and Ennis and others widen it by recording it and Machiol who so that actually that gave all the different intonations all the inference and I'm reading a very interesting document at the moment about the, the, the Irish music in and how it went to the States post famine and how in pockets all over America again different interpretations and changes on tunes and whatever so I think that Garrett made a huge contribution. He wasn't the only one who did it, but he made an enormous contribution. And, you know, he recorded Samuel Beckett, Patrick Cavanagh, Seamus Heaney, John Montague, Thomas Kinsel in the spoken word. Then you had the Chieftains, you had Willie Clancy, you had Seamus Ennis, you had the Star Above the Garter, you had several Connemara musicians. So you've really, it's a wonderfully rich reservoir, and we've signed an agreement with Universal Music 
for all the entire Clada catalogue, which will mean that over time the entire catalogue will be available worldwide. But the most important thing is we're keen to continue it and we are working on signing some new artists some new young artists and we are on the search for new young artists and want to hear from young new artists and there's plenty here from what we can and, see and, here and, yeah. and yeah. like you're talking to somebody here who does not have the expertise but you have you have someone here who's interested enthusiastic, yeah. enthusiastic and curious yeah. curious so we'd love to do that and then in the autumn this year we're bringing out a book on the history of cloud of music which will be the same size as the shape of an LP cover it's a hard copy book, but in it will be also a vinyl album of 18 tracks from 18 different artists. There you go. Excellent. Well, James, I wish you well with that. That sounds excellent. And your endeavours overall seem very committed, a bit like Garrick himself. He didn't hold back so on the way you were talking about, even though he was often different parts of the world at different times. He was still very committed to the whole... Oh, very. Very. And in his, and in his latter years... He Did you know him in his latter years? Oh, very well, yeah, 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 oh, gee. Oh, he was wonderful. Now, he, I'll tell you what he had, he, what he had developed. He had developed a level of doubt in himself, a le level of cynicism that people were not interested in Clada. And he used to say to me, do you think it could be revived? And I, I'd say it could. And then he'd get annoyed at me and say, you're only saying that to keep me happy. I said... I trust you Gareth trust me I will get there I promise to get there so let's get the book going and let's see what we can do from there it was a privilege to know him and it was a wonderful education and you know I often think in terms of music and literature and all of what any of us are doing the notion that you finish your learning when you finish your formal education is a lot of nonsense I've learned more in the last couple of years about Irish traditional music and Irish heritage than I learned and I'm not as, I'm not that young uh, not young at all um, that uh, I've learned an enormous amount so it's been hugely personally enriching so if I'm look I'm only a carrier I'm carrying archives from A to B in the hope that when they get to B that they can be opened released made available his legacy lives on well uh, and I'm delighted and I must say driving here today I was thinking of when Garrett came here first and uh, all of that and it's wonderful and it's and it, it's very d nice of you to say to say that Garrett was notorious for not turning up at things he'd say he was going but he wouldn't turn up and why would that be would you? oh just he didn't he had lots of watches but he wouldn't wear any he was he lived in another kind of world but and I'm sure he promised many times he would come to Milton Malby and, and told people he would be here. I actually think when he was alive, he didn't come here. I actually think he's, he's here today. Yes. Okay. yes, yes, yes. Lovely, lovely to hear that. James, thanks a million. Okay. Wish you well with the lecture. No, no, thanks very much. Thanks very much.
you're very welcome back to today's program and uh, my name is Dara Leamy and I'm joined by my co-host Anthony Lenehan. Anthony, what a day it's been so far. So far so good. Great to get to chat with James yes. Morrissey and... You, you always had an interest in him, didn't you? Well, I'd heard him before. Uh, yeah, he seems like, as I said, very committed to what he's at and I admire that. And uh, I was like Gareth De Bruyne as well. So he, he yeah, it was, it was fascinating to get a bit of a background on the stories he had and that kind of thing. So very good, very good. And we were joined by uh, great musicians there as well. Um, we have uh, a girl here on the tin whistle, we have uh, another fella on, uh, I think it's the Mandarin, and we have another fella then on the accordion and a fiddle as well, and uh, lovely, lovely playing there. Um, sure, we'll walk up the street anyways, and we'll, 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 we'll see what else is going on. You're listening to today's programme here on Scarif Bay Community Radio with Auntie Lennon and myself, Dara Leamy. And now we're, we're out and about on the street. We're here at the uh, Willie Clancy uh, statue and we're joined by three lovely people here. We're joined by Christy Maxwell, Magella Yates and Blaheen Dooley's. You're very welcome. Thank you. So to tell Thank us, uh, uh, Christy... Let this lady first. <laughs> okay, we'll let I the ladies first. Ladies first, accept <laughs> up a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> That was the old saying. That's right. So, Magella, where are you from? Um, I'm from Offaly, um, just outside Kilcormac, and we're part of Ballyboy Kyoltus. And uh, my daughter, Blotting, is 15, and she plays the Ellen Pipes, and she's down for the week to learn. And have you always come to the Willie Clancy? Uh, this is our first year, so... Oh, what, what do you think of it so far? Uh, fantastic. The first to many. Yeah, definitely will be coming back. Yeah. 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 So... So, so Blahing, you, you play uh, yeah, music, what do you pipes. play? Yeah, I play the Ellen Pipes and I play the harp, the whistle and the piano as well. Yeah, and is there anything you don't play? Huh? Is there anything you don't play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm down for the week for the That's classes. Not yet, I hope. I'm down for the classes this week and I'm really enjoying them so far. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, what, and I suppose what influenced you to play the pipes? Oh God, I don't know. Just um, well, I had Lima Flynn on the radio one day, just while I was making dinner, and she stopped in her tracks, and uh, she kind of just fell in love with it from there. Yeah, yeah. And then her whistle teacher, uh, the late Ashley Murphy, she was, um, I suppose, very prominent in promoting blowing to take up the pipes as well. So in her honour, we're going to keep it going. Yeah. Christy, how are things? Above ground and breathing. <laughs> valuable every morning when you wake. <laughs> Very valuable. So, so tell us, Christy, where, where are you from? I'd be down at uh, Nays. It'd be three and a half miles from Kilcock. And is this your first Willie Clancy Festival, no, like the two I'd be tired coming in. here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a medal for coming. If there was one available, we could have it. How do you keep that beard so well? It just came there. It came about a hundred years. Christy has a beard for a hundred years coming out of his chin. Go on. It's there over 60. Is it? Hey, or no. He, oh. hi- he hides his money underneath it. <laughs> yeah. I lay hand and you touch it only the birds building it. <laughs> <laughs> and come here, Christy. How are you enjoying the atmosphere here? I enjoy anything out. Meeting people is my way of life. Of course, of course. And, and the uh, music of, as well. The, the best of music yeah, here in County Clare. The biggest Claire. thing in music and uh, dancing the whole lot is to see youth coming into yes, it. Yes. Trad music is getting relived with us now. The, in the Midlands, everything had died. Yeah. Uh, we were big into house dancing and everything for years. And the era of people that were doing that passed away over the respectable times. And it didn't get replaced. Possibly because people had to go to work in the morning early or whatever. The older days, everybody was working from home. And you could stay up a... 
they were close by. Now people are starting work at four and five in the morning, so they haven't the time for it. But the trad music has came back very strong and very, very nice to have now. And I, I think it's going to make great future. Stuff. Yeah, and a lot of young people with, with great, great uh, interest in it, like, you know. And are you mad into the dancing for the kiddies? No, 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 no. Used to do a lot of set dancing, but I have a pacemaker now and I have, oh, to, mi I have to mind it. <laughs> you just go around the street talking to women, is that it? Talk to anyone that stops for a chat. Random women. And, 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 a, and a pint of Guinness out, as well. Out, no, never touched it. Did you not? No, Fair no, no, no. You can live life without it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So come here, are you, are you here now for the rest of the week? Yeah, we're staying out in Doolan. Oh, so we're right. here until Saturday, yep. Yeah, very yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Not your first time to clear, I, I assume. No. Oh God, no. Oh God, no. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> listen, thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, it was great it. talking to you and enjoy the rest of the day. Very much. Thank you folks. Enjoy. So now we're here in Hills Lane just off the main street in Milltown and there's a plaque up on the wall and to give us a bit of background to the place we're looking at it and it talks about the origins of the name, the name Milltown Malbay. The origins of the name of the town are not known for sure but there was corn mills here and a tucking mill in the 18th century in a place called Paul on Willen and that translates into English as Milltown it says and it is thought that Malbe apparently meaning treacherous bay comes from this bay at Spanish Point and here's one according to the annals of the four masters if you don't mind in 804 AD an earthquake caused an inundation by the sea and formed Malbe and then there's a piece about a folk tale about a hag Mal while chasing Cucullin around Clare, I didn't even know he was next to near Clare anyway, <laughs> was outwitted by him when at Loop Head he jumped into onto a, the small island off the peninsula and the hag fell into the sea and was drowned, so where else would she be at? Her head washed up at Hag's Head, there you have it, and the place where her body made sure was called Mal's, Mal's Bay. So, yeah, and I'm just looking here as well, um, they talk about the population of the town has mm. fluctuated over the years too and looking at the census as well that they say in 1821 uh, the population was 600 mm. 1837 726 and in 1841 mm. uh, 1425 but of course the famine then mm. hit and that mm. that really uh, deteriorated the population mm. um, so, but no it's very very interesting and in, in the current the current census here it shows that there's 829 people living in uh, Milltown Malbay and uh, what, what lovely pictures as well we have here Anthony too isn't there there's picture of there's Canada Cross yeah and there's Main Street which I don't know what year these would be there's bikes in them anyway and yeah, all well, there's horse, the horse and cart there and everything uh, too isn't there yeah, yeah. yeah. but what, what a lovely remembrance yeah. uh, plaque to show the people uh, what the town was like picture uh, there many, of many Mehel. Do you see the one in the Mehel there where they're all, all and there's one woman in the middle some mehel, there's a horse. Do you see a horse's rear end? Yes. <laughs> and uh, you can see the old... Are they sheaves? I think they are. That's in one of the plaques. And a circus. And I'm just looking here, the the old West Clare Railway Station. Uh, there's a right. picture of it there. The West Clare Railway used to run uh, into Milton Malbay uh, right. before it closed in the 1960s. So, so yeah, no, it's A bit of it now in my ass to left, the one little bit yes. that's left the wheel. Yeah, yeah. They're doing a greenway actually along the track. Yeah. But uh, no, it's a lovely, lovely um, plaque outside the Forge uh, Bar. Yeah. And lovely weather as well. And we're, we're here at the Willie Clancy 
uh, festival in Milltown Malbay and uh, great crowds starting to come in here great atmosphere and sure we look at we will we'll record a bit of mu more music and hopefully get a few more people to talk to here in the yard, the back of Cleary's pub, and there's three musicians here beside us, one from Wicklow and two from Minneapolis, if you don't mind. Yeah, there's yeah. Joe, and there's Ian, and there's John, so they're tearing into it here, so we'll, we'll have a listen, I suppose. Thank you. 
Right, lads. How on earth did you get into music over in Minnesota? So my, my dad started off by playing the, the tin whistle, and uh, he, he kind of just got into trad first, and then he uh, uh, kind of introduced me to it, and I picked the accordion, so. And how long are you playing this, by the way? Um, I think around 12 years at this point. Yeah, 12 years. And, and, and why, why the accordion above any other instrument? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds kind of silly to say, but I just thought, I, I thought it looked cool. So yeah. fair, fair enough. And is it Joe? Is Joe. it? Yeah, Joe. How are you? You're playing the fiddle. Um, so tell tell us why you uh, decided to take up the fiddle and traditional Irish music, of course. Yeah, we. Um, I started with classical violin when I was really little. Uh, so I've been playing the instrument for 15 years now. Um, about 10 years of Irish music and uh, yeah we're connected uh, back home in St. Paul Minnesota at the Center for Irish Music so that that's how we got started. Is that a strong center Joe? Is it how is it going that center? Is it? it is yeah. Yeah there's a dance school over there the uh, O'Shea Irish Dance School and uh, the, the Center for Irish Music together there the, the, the Celtic Junction Arts Center in uh, St. Paul Minnesota yeah it's a good scene. And we've, we've uh, an Irishman here beside us. County uh, Leash. John. John, how are you? Uh, tell us about your, your, your own story, how you got into traditional Irish music. Traditional Irish music. Uh, on my mother's side, there's a lot of music there, the Lennon, so I would have known it from a young age. I've only been playing the bazooki now three, four years maybe, but I play I play too many different instruments. Uh, fucking jack of all trades, a master of none. But uh, I said I'd stick at this now, so I've been playing the bazooki the last while, so uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There yesterday, and we had a lovely session. So it was yeah, lovely stuff. And are you going to be here for the rest of the week? Well, I was supposed to go home tonight, but I actually stayed put for the for I got I someone twisted my rubber arm, you know. The, the crack is too good here. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Yeah, well, listen, if you'd like to play another tune, yeah, we we'll do another uh, tune. Yeah, exactly. And it was great talking to you. So Thanks, take it away. Yeah.
of you tuning in to today's programme. We're broadcasting from Milton Malbay at the Willie Clancy Festival with myself, Dara Leamy and Anthony Lenhen. And what a day it has been so far. And we're here at the Mill Marquee at the GAA grounds where I'm joined by John Lynch, leader of the Kilfenora Cayley Band. So, John, you're very welcome. Hello, Dara. Hello, Anthony. How are you? Good to meet you again. Um, <laughs> and so, John, tell us about how your, your, your interest in music started out. Uh, well, the interest in music really would have started out at home in, uh, in Clare in Kilfenora because my father and my aunt and my uncle were part of the 50s band. So therefore it was being discussed and band was always being discussed at home. It was in the genes, so... <laughs> I don't know, my father would doubt that. <laughs> but at the same time, like, um, it, the interest was there. Now, when I was younger, I was playing a lot of football and enjoyed football. Now, I know you're from a side that, that you don't even know probably what football is. But at the same time, like, there's great hurlers. We always followed the hurlers as well. But, like, uh, the interest in the music came from home. And then Kitty Lennan was the leader of the band in my, when I was in my youth. Same age as you were now, Dara, when I was dancing in Kilfenora and that. But uh, then I went and became a woodwork teacher. I was teaching Kildare's for years. Okay. But then, and I was playing football with Kilfenora, but then when I retired from football, the music took over again. Took over, yeah. And that's when yeah. I decided to put a band in for competition in the 90s. And that band is to get, you know, there's, uh, we say we competed between 93 and 95. And in that time, between 93 and 95, there's eight of the people that played in that band still with us. And that's 30. 30 odd years ago and we're playing nearly here now twice a week for Willie Clancy with the last 25 I'd say years so this is our annual event like in relation to Milltown and love it and I'm just here preparing for it now Was the original uh, band going back? 1909 Talking about that period I mean what, what was the band like back then? They weren't competitive well, there was, there was, You see Coltus wasn't founded until okay. 1951 okay. so therefore there was no there wasn't competitions as in Coltus, but there were uh, competitions in the 40s, th- 30s and 40s, they had a Fela Limni where some bands competed. But like we'll say in Kilfenora, the reason the, b- the band came together was they needed to raise um, funds to do up the church, like, and they had socials because the word Cayley wasn't even invented in 1909, yeah. but they had socials in the local school, which was the site now is the Burden Centre that was the school that time and they had socials there every Friday night to raise funds for the church to renovate the church and then my grandfather was part of that he was one of the founding members there and they played my grandfather and them would have played right through to the 40s into the 40s and then my father and Kitty and I would have put together the 50s band so that's the way it evolved you know Coltus was founded in 1951 they you know, they they had a band competition. My father and Jim Ward went up to uh, one of the first All-Irelands to see what it was like, and they saw there was a band competition. They said, oh, we'll put a band together for that. And they did, and my father came home, and Kitty Lennan was his first cousin, and the two of them put that band together. Okay. And they won the All-Irelands in the early 50s, and that, that gave them the base because they were well known for that and then they started to play all over Ireland then and then they used to tour England as well at that time. Mm-hmm. As, and as you mentioned I mean the Kilfenora has grown so much over the years uh, in the sense that they have huge followers you, you travel all over all over the, the, the country and you've traveled parts of the world too haven't you? Oh we have we've traveled a good bit but like it's for other people to say <laughs> what we are because like okay we're a Cayley band and we and we play concerts and Cayleys and we have you know we have traveled we were in America we were in Portugal we were in uh, 
France, we were in Switzerland, we were in England, you know, so we've played all over, but like, that's just the way it has evolved, and we do both concerts and Kayleys. The concerts are a totally different challenge to the Kayley, yes. but we enjoy that, you know, we enjoy doing both. I mean, so what do, you, what do you think yourself is the reason for the success of the band to this day? Well, I suppose you're saying we're successful, but maybe somebody else might say they might agree with you, like, you yeah. know, but, but at the same time, like, I suppose the longevity is one of the reasons, but like, we're a very close-knit uh, group. We well together. We do. No, there'll be flare-ups. Oh. You know, there will be because you have different people with different ideas of what you should be doing in that. And that's fine. You'll have flare-ups in Tulla as well, like, and you'll have flare-ups everywhere, like, you yeah, know. Yeah. And you'll have flare-ups probably next Saturday, next Sunday when the Holland starts as well. But, okay. like, you know, but every, when everybody goes off the pitch, they shake hands at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So, like, it's, you know, it's, it's a family situation, like, and we've been through everything. Births, marriages, deaths, everything. And when, when there's a close-knit group that come together like that and they, they go through that, outside of the music even, like, it, it tends to create a bond with each other, like, you know. And, and then you see you have the musical development and you have the fun of coming together and then when it, when, when it does go well for you, there's the, the, there's the pleasure of that, of, the, of playing the music that was there before us and making it popular in our own time. You know, and music changes, and but like, sure, look at Willie Clancy, look at all the students that are here at Willie Clancy. And, and the reason that traditional music is so um, popular now is because, number one, the likes of my father and, and the Kilfenora of the 50s and the Tulla of the 50s, they kept it going when it, was, when it wasn't popular. Yes. And now the youth have bought into it, and that's why it's just... When you see, I was here at the banjo recital now there, for the, just before we came in to start setting up. And like to, to hear them playing music was gorgeous, and the age. And, and they, they bond, you see. The young people, it only becomes cool for them is if they're if their age group are playing with them so, That's there's, so there's a need to protect it for future generations oh, well, you, you, well it has, i don't think it has ever been as strong as it is now but like as long as the youth keep buying into it and as long as you have the older experienced ones guiding it and keeping an eye on it and that's the success of it really but i think it's because i know in my, when i was your age that traditional music was looked upon as you wouldn't want to take out a fiddle or a banjo. They'd say, put that thing away. The Irish people were, you know, it was all show bands and things like that, and they wouldn't even admit they liked traditional music. But like, in my father's day, you see, in the 50s, traditional music and the Kayleys were, that's all everybody did. But now it's different now. The, Kay the Kaylee music, and we'll say the traditional music, is only a small genre, like, you know, at the moment. Like, and so we have to fight to keep our position and I'm not talking about the band now, I'm talking about traditional music when it's up against the other um, genres of music. We have to fight to keep our corner and to make sure it's represented properly. And when I say that I mean that it gets its fair share of airplay and it gets, you know, it gets, it gets to be heard. Yeah. And so, before we let you go, you have a busy schedule over the summer period. You're, 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 in a, you're at a few festivals throughout the summer, so would you like to mention a few of the festivals? Oh, yeah, well, some of the things we're looking forward to, we're, we're here at Willie Clancy now, but then we're in Vandalour Gardens uh, on the 22nd of July, and then on the 12th of August, we're playing a concert at St. Paul's in the in Mullingar and then the 19th we're back in Clare and Labashida for the Dan Fury weekend yes, yes. 
and then uh, in September we we're going over to Canuck Nguyen to do a, nice, yes. a concert on that. I'll be there. I have a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. That's <laughs> actually a ticket. He's getting it. But like we're looking forward to that, like yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. The, the, you know there's a great camaraderie between Tulla and Kilfenora, you see, and, and we have, I do have great fun with Black Don, and Pat and myself, Pat is my brother, plays the fiddle, we often go over to Fecal, and we meet, uh, we'd meet Mark, and we'd meet Charlie Harrison, and we'd have the fun, and we'd play, and music is to be shared, and to be enjoyed, and to share, and like, we'd also go over to Seamus Bugler, and Lena's, and Fecal, and we, have, we love going over there, and having the crack with them. Now. And, and we'll say tonight now, as we speak, um, you're getting ready for the Cayley in the marquee tonight, What's the atmosphere like every time at a Kaylee? When the band and the dancers click, it's, it's just lovely. It's lovely. When the band just it takes, once you warm them up and then it just goes, like, and you see, and they're, you can see them enjoying it, like the expressions on their faces and the, and the response after each of the figures and the sets of that, it's wonderful. But, like, I mean, like, we'll have 600 people in here. Right? We'll say we play on Mondays and Wednesdays and the Tuller play on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And there'll be 600 people here every night. At that, and when you get 600 people dancing there, and then you'll have this area full with people that don't come to dance, but they come to listen to the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it's a, a fantastic atmosphere. And finally, can I just uh, ask, in, in, in terms of the practice you do uh, for the likes of concerts yeah. and, and, and Kayleys like this, yeah. what's invo- or, or how many times do you practice a week? Uh, well, like, it depends on, on the programme that we're this depends like on whether we're doing a lot of Kayleys or a lot of concerts coming up but like we'll have a rehearsal now before Mullingar but what we generally do is between November and Christmas we do our concert pro- we practice our concert programme for the following year and we do that concert throughout the whole year because we start with two concerts in Glore and we'll be doing two concerts in Glore at the very beginning of January in 2024 but we'll prepare from November until January for that but that would mean like that we'd meet four or five times probably for a half day of a Sunday or maybe a full day if it wants it the, the way it works for us is we know when we're playing it to the standard we want to play it and we keep working towards that and if there has to be another rehearsal there will be another rehearsal now you will know because you saw when, when we did clear my heart by yes, home of which yeah, yeah. part the Tuller band were very much part of yeah. like um, you saw the way we pro- approached that and we had rehearsals with G, and, and that's the way we do things. Like, and that's, that's the way it has to be. But like, there's no, there's no gain if there's no pain. There has to be pain as well, you know. But we enjoy it, and we get, no, we enjoy it. And you get together, and then the arguments start over what we're going to play and the way it should be played. Yeah. And we walk through it, and we, and we come out the other end, and we let the audience make the decision of whether it was good or bad. Well, I wish you all the best tonight. I hope it's a great turnout. I've no doubt it will. And thank you very much for for the interview, Dara. And Anthony, nice to meet you. And just to say thanks very much to the wonderful committee and Willie Clancy that organised this uh, wonderful event for the last, you know, 50 years nearly like now. 51, yeah. You know, so fair play to them. And thanks. You know, it's it's a great credit. And Claire and, and Ireland can be proud of it, like, you know. John Lynch, John, leader of the Kilfenora, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, and like, we've loved being in Scarif as well. We have played a couple of times, Jerky Kenny does the song for us there and everything, and we've had great open-air Kayleys yes, in the Scarif, nice. at the festival, at the Harbour yeah, Festival, yeah, yeah. and we're looking forward to when we go back there again. Okay, thanks a million, John. Okay. Thanks a million. Thanks, John.
and we're here in Martin of Finsbar, uh, where I'm joined by Oshin Drury, all the way from Dublin, and you're a banjo player, is that right? Banjo player, yeah. yeah very good, you're very welcome. Um, so tell us, how long are you playing the banjo? Um, well, I, re- I originally started on the whistle when I was about seven or eight, and then I moved on to the banjo then when I was eight or nine. So. Eight or nine, yeah. yeah seven, and, and, and what, what, influenced, what influenced you to play the banjo? Uh, my brother was playing, playing the, he's a bit older, he was playing the pipes and he had a friend who had the banjo over in the house one day and just I knew, I knew straight away that was the instrument I wanted to play, straight so away. straight away, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And how are you enjoying the festival here so uh, far? Class, class, yeah. I've been coming every year since I was 10, so... All the crack. Oh yeah, yeah, week long. You're joined as well by loads of uh, great musicians. You have the Ilan Pipers, guitar players, fiddle players, the whole lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you, you enjoy this sort of thing, do you? I love it, yeah, yeah love it, yeah. So are you going to stay in here for the rest of the week? I am, yeah, yeah. I'm only up the road there, so... More music. More music, yeah. More music, yeah. More music. Well, Oshie, thank you very much. Thanks, Emil. And enjoy, enjoy the festival. Thanks, you too.
So you're very welcome back to the final part of our programme here on Scarif Bay Community Radio where we're coming to you from Milton Malbe at the Willie Clancy Festival. Uh, Anthony, what a day it has been so far. Very good, Dara. Very enjoyable. Sure, wandering around and going in and out of pubs and interest in regard to different musical instruments and people on the street and people in the recitals. And uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. You can see that, that the tradition is certainly very strong with, with young folk anyway, that's for sure. No shortage of people around the place now. No, no, the pubs, the pubs are thronged here. Yeah. That's for sure. We're out here. Um, on the street, right across from the community centre. The exuberance in the music now is a standout. I think one of the, the highlights for me anyway was inside in Martin Flynn's bar. We, we came on in a corner there, there was three pipers and just it was fairly powerful. There was, a, was yeah. a fiddler and uh, also a, a banjo player. And uh, from different places, Scotland and Dublin mainly, but like... Uh, Yes, and, and speaking, speaking of Dublin, we spoke to Oisin Drury as well. It's great That's to right. see a lot of young people oh, too here, isn't people it? Have I suppose certainly you say embrace the embrace the whole music thing and like even you know as far away as as we met today Minneapolis and uh, yes, yeah, the yeah. two lads from Minneapolis but like as one of them said to us it's it's not popular per se there but it's still it's quite a, among the people who who are delving into it or certainly involving themselves in with it's very popular, so like I suppose it's relative. They'd have so, so many different kinds of music genres over there, but like it was, yeah, great to see. I suppose that's it, Anthony. I just want to thank all our listeners uh, for tuning in on Scarif Bay Community Radio. We had a great day here in Willie Clancy. I hope you enjoyed the programme. And uh, look, we, we never know. We'll, we'll hopefully be back here again next year. But for myself, Dara Leamy and Anthony Lenehan, thank you very much for listening and take care.